All right, team. It looks like we had ourselves at first a little bit of a downturn. Bullard trying to come in here and save the day. We got a little bit of a pop there at 1.30. We'll talk about the comments that he gave. Will we take out the intraday low? 378.76 on the spy. Let me know what you guys think in the chat. We'll have to wait and see. Am I going to get some lunch? Or is Dennis going to make lunch out of me? Find out at the close. All right. It is time for pre-market prep at the close. Three consecutive highs opened, matched yesterday's low, and then once it took out there, that's all the breakout momentum traders needed. What's going on, Joel? How do you see this market? We need oh. your charts. Everyone told me this morning, no, we can't be back to the Mitch's charts. We need the Joel's charts. I for, I've been so used to not using them that I forgot, and I'm getting <laughs> back. I'm going to get in my present. I think your charts are pretty good, too. But, yeah, they're uh, not bad. They're not bad. It's just more color, right? Some people like the white background. I know. Some people uh, like the, the one guy. Uh, you right? know, should, should I change it for one guy? One guy says... Uh, present okay share screen share screen i should say not don't show those tips again uh but yeah like if i go and I, you know what happens if i go to black to someone's gonna say they like white <laughs> yeah that's how it i goes, mean it's that life <laughs> okay well the bears dennis and the bears are winning again today uh we had a couple rallies. We'll talk about that with Mitch here. Uh, twenty-two fifty. That was the first objective on the down of uh, thirty-six fifty. Yesterday's low. We sliced through that. I don't have anything for you at twenty-two fifty. Uh, your two-day low is fourteen fifty. Now I think that would Mitch would win his bet if we got to fourteen fifty. So that's another fifteen handles away. Uh, uh, the dollar. That's not helping things. That's up by uh, eighty-one cents at one hundred four eighty-four. Bonds, well, they're only up by four thirty seconds now. They were up higher, pulled back. Not much of a move on that. Crude, well, we're going to talk about crude leading crude or the oil stocks leading crude today. Uh, crude up almost a dollar here at seventy three eighty three. Gold taking a breather, fake out here after the breakout, down twenty seventy at eighteen thirty eight thirty. Silver, that's down twice as much on a percentage basis. It's down sixty two cents at twenty three thirty four. And Mitch is going to tell me when I should stop quoting Bitcoin. Up sixty five dollars, <laughs> two hundred and twenty point range. I guess you could say the bulls are supporting it. But the bears are keeping a lid on it. So there's a rundown on the commodities and futures. And uh, we got a lot of good stuff to discuss today, Mitch. I'll let you lead since we pounded you into the ground this morning. Like yeah. you should have. <laughs> Not a worry. I'm kind of used to it. You know, you just rub <laughs> it off. I'm a middle child. I, I, I've been dealing with, you know, having the older and the younger right all over battling. Are you the middle week. child? Yeah, I'm a middle child. I've learned to deal with it, Joe. Don't stress it, man. <laughs> um, one thing that I would say, though, definitely on the spy today, we got a random pop, and that came near 10 a.m. It was really closer towards 10.15. I'm going to go actually on the one minute to just kind of catch exactly when we got that pop. And it was, it was right at around 10.09, 10.08, 10.09. We just started getting this spike. 
And even Zunade, when we were on live trading, was like, what's going on? Like, it's 10.08. It's not like an economic data, right? No, we find out what? What is it? It's Russia talking about a ceasefire um, just for Christmas, at least for their Christmas. And it seems like that the algos just picked it up. And I don't know where we were spiking. It went even up to a high on the spy to 381.84. Shortly lived because very next candle, we opened up at 380.79. Oh, you went on mute, Joel. I don't know. That's the Logitech life. No, that I, I have it up because I, I still got a little bit of cough and I don't want to cough no on everyone and get them ill. Um, I tell you, those 10 o'clock pot, those 10 o'clock moves, whether it's some economic data or, you know, some kind of release like that. I mean, they are wicked. Uh, you had that, but that was short lived. But that wasn't the only BS rally of the day, Mitch. What time was the other one? Yeah, then we get a little bit later into the 1 p.m. hour. I'm live on Stock Market Movers. I'm here like, hey, are we going to bust through the lows right now? And all of a sudden, 121 hits. Wouldn't you know it? The St. Louis President James Bullard. He has the bull in his name. He kind of has to be the guy that turns things to the upside, right? But he stated that 2023 is posed to be a disinflationary yield. He also talked about that the current policy is not as sufficiently restrictive, uh, but it is moving closer and we will reach that level this year. Uh, this signal to the market that he may be backing off more than 5% terminal rate. That's what some people were thinking about. And it did get the pop, but also shortly lived. We even go higher than that a little bit later towards 3 p.m., 30, uh, 381.50 is on the spy, and quickly right back down. The chop fest continues. Yeah, those are those are tough moves. But uh, as we said before, if you're good at trading those kind of moves, uh, go right ahead. Um, they're tough. Uh, what I try and look for on those particular kind of moves, let's see, I'll just get rid of the one minute. It makes me nervous. Uh, <laughs> is um, I, I look for like if something's coming back to mid uh, mid range or uh, the closing price. Um, unfortunately. Uh, the Spoos didn't quite get there. They had to get to 54, and they didn't quite get there. So it, it, it's hard because, you don't. a lot of times they'll take back half of that move and then pew, give it all right back. Uh, slight buy imbalances here, $549 million, Not a lot there, but uh, hovering over the lows of the day. So um, what else? There's so many good little Joel, tidbits. you would have been proud of me because I, I, when that first pop happened on that 1008 pop, the first thing I pointed to was, would we recover the opening price? Okay. That's yep. That's uh, And we didn't. We we, yeah. we we wicked through there for a second and quickly right back down. And oh, if you look where that... that last rejection is, it's pretty much close to that. At 381.52 is where we opened. You know, it got wow. up there and rejected it again. Couldn't get back through the open. Wow. What a great point there, Mitch, because the day session, see, I got two opens here. Um, mm -hmm. I got the day session and the regular session. 52. <laughs> Couldn't hit the mute button on that one. 52.75 uh, was that opening print. That's an excellent point there, Mitch. Uh, really, no spike. Um, yep, that last spike. Let me get my data window up here. That last spike. Came pretty dope. That came within a tick of it. 
Wow, good point there. And that's if you can, you know, if you can differentiate between the, um, uh, you know, there's two different opens for me. Yeah. It's a 6 p.m. open. Uh, but I know we got Rob Friesen coming on to talk about some seasonality trends here. Um, before we uh, we do that, let's just look at um, Microsoft. Boy, let's oh roll. boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Look at this thing. Just keeps on going. Stop. What did Nardella said? They're like two years out from any kind of recovery. I wonder if that UBS analyst know that uh, knew that. Uh, we did. I guess the only good news is is that uh, you filled the gap here. Um, you just had an easy beatsy teeny weeny gap here, uh, like around the two twenty one fifty nine area. Boom. Is this a, or was this actually gap? No, it wasn't. The low uh, here was two twenty one twenty eight. Where'd you get to today? 2176. So you didn't quite get there. Uh, strong follow move, uh, follow through, two day move, three day move. Will you take out the low of the move in Microsoft? Well, if you get a hot jobs number, man, you could just uh, say hello to that number. Was a bottom perhaps next time we go down to that area. Fafoosh. And boy, that's looking just like the Apple chart, too. You exactly. Have that, yeah, that, that Apple chart. That headed shoulder Apple I saw was trying to have some gains, but uh, nope. nope. Right back. Is this a new low of the move? Yeah, new low of the move. Not what you want to see, right? Towards the close. Um, definitely a new low of the move here. And I, I've talked about it. Are we going to come back for that 124? Of course, that 124.17 from yesterday and take that out. If we take that out, where's the next stop? You know, I... I don't want to see Apple go because if the Apple goes, I feel like the market goes. Well, I'm going to stick with good. my I'm going to stick with my 122 and a half area, um, and that is just not a number that I came up with, but it's just a number that the markets are giving me. Uh, that should be the next stopping point. You had uh, three lows in the same area: 22.49, 22 and a quarter, and 23.13. Just this is called 122. I don't know what's right in between there, like 122.75. Uh, so that's uh, that's what I'm looking for. Next down move, you get a you get a hot jobs number, and you can easily be seeing that tomorrow in AAPL. All right, there's a lot to talk about. We can get into different outlooks there. I had uh, been watching uh, kind of communication services. Someone asked about Verizon, so I'll just touch that really quickly for you. Um, before we bring on our guests here. Uh, but Verizon having a little lift, a lot of this also on T-Mobile's outlook that they gave today, T-Mobile delivering record customer growth, adding an expected industry best 6.4 million uh, postpaid customers. And they also wow. added 2 million broadband customers in 2022. Remember, they brought out their own kind of like internet service that runs off of 5G. They added 2 million broadband customers. So if you're looking for a company that's growing in the telecom industry, yeah, T-Mobile. Well, what do you want to think about this one? Uh, had a high, all-time high here, just over, let's make it easy, 153 down to 137.47. So that's 16, that's 8. Maybe you get back up to this halfway area, 144, 145. Actually, you hit that today. Matches this high yesterday, 144.98. Uh, that was uh, your high on December 13th. You match that today, 
with a high at 145.12. Pretty good volume on this one uh, remaining into the close. So this has been actually Jar Jar asked me about this one this morning. And uh, I told him no upside until you get above 142. Well, it's above 142. It's above 143. It's above 144. Uh, how's Comcast doing? Good uh, good job, JRP, though. I want to note that, uh, yes, uh, ex-dividend dates coming into play, right? VZ has the ex-dividend date on January 9th in four days. Also does AT&T. Oh. So just that, that's helping the lift, right? You're getting the leader to keep yeah. pushing. Good numbers. Ex-dividend days coming in here for both that Verizon run. and AT&T. Not a bad little push. Yeah, nice run uh, with uh, with AT and T, Verizon. That's probably something we should cover a little bit more. The old dividend strategy play. Nice off uh, Verizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice get, play. Yep, getting off the mat. All right, let's get out of this. We could talk all about it with you know. We got our guy in the back. We're gonna get into the stock odds. You know it. Bring on Rob Friesen. How we doing, Rob? It's good to see you. New year. Yeah, how are you doing? Not too bad. It's always great to well, get right back into the hot seat. That's what it's all about. What have you been seeing, Rob? Well, let me uh, share my screen here. I'll give you some thoughts for tomorrow. Um, mm. Just popped into my head here, something that Definitely. we can do. Uh, let's see. Share screen, present. Uh, share screen. Mm-hmm. It's all very complicated, right? Okay, there oh, we go. Oh, you know it. <laughs> there we go. We got you up. <laughs> Okay, well, tomorrow is the first Friday of January. Now, this is a compressed week. We've got, uh, like we, uh, Joel said, we got some numbers coming out tomorrow too. So yeah. it's uh, it's tough for the market to digest uh, all this stuff early in the uh, month, start of the year, and figure out where we're going to go. So we've been in this consolidation phase, right? But we do have this first Friday of the month, and we typically um, – you know, lean on some of these types of events and uh, we find them uh, quite rewarding. So what I would do first is uh, go to your uh, web screener here and uh, look at the seasonality almanac for the first Friday put in January and so on. And you can see some of the symbols that might be favored. Now, we know in the past that, uh, you know, some of these ETFs uh, have had some pretty amazing Januaries, right? Think back to Mm -hmm. 2021 and stuff going on there. Um, So that can kind of skew it a little bit. Um, But there is a theme here, and that is uh, some of the gold-related stuff, which has been doing really well, uh, might not be so good for tomorrow. Now, the other thought is maybe some of that's already being factored in today if people kind of understand the seasonality, right? So we've seen gold pull back today. But we have to think about the dollar here. So this is the UUP, the power shares um, for the U.S. dollar. And I just want to show you that this last week of December, it was, you know, quite muted in terms of behavior. And then all of a sudden here we start January. And of course, we had the minutes yesterday and stuff, the markets uh, digesting that and then popping up again today. So the dollar being stronger is going to impact the basic materials, gold, silver. And so this is a a very important um, item to watch. This is one of your leading indicators. And you want to um, 
pay close attention to it, how it behaves overnight in the Globex session, what it does pre-market and how it's opening. And there are times when the premium that's there can dissipate or the discount you know, can uh, fill the gap or whatever. Um, but the direction is, is really important for how these sectors play out during the day and how certain stocks behave. So with this strength that we have today, it doesn't surprise me that gold and silver is pulling back. Um, and you got to think about that for, for tomorrow as well. So what we love to see is if we had this seasonality for tomorrow and we had gold and silver really trading up, then you would have that sort of pre-seasonality window edge. Okay, I want, I want you to remember that. It's, it's advantageous to think about premium or discount ahead of a seasonality window and look at being able to sort of fade that with your odds that you have for seasonality. With the fact that gold and silver pulled back today, it's not ideal, but nonetheless, it could continue for another day. So back to this calendar, these are the ETFs. And then what we do is we flip it over to the stocks and we look for items that are favored within the same, you know, backdrop or framework of the ETFs. So here's something that pops out, Newmont, American Barrick. Mm -hmm. So if some of the gold-related, silver-related, copper-related things are going to be weaker, then um, this might be the place to play for, uh, for tomorrow. So think about that. And then you can also take those ideas and pop them into the web screener if you have access and get odds for say RSI or proximity to the Bollinger Bands. And you could line up some ducks that way along with the seasonality. So that's how we kind of pick up additional edges is by lining up some ducks. Okay, any questions on that? No, I got excited. I almost screenshotted that picture already. You can just go. What do you, Rob? What do you, what do you have for the? Everybody. That's the best part about it, really, that everybody can get access to the seasonality almanac. What do you have for the spider tomorrow, Rob? What do you have for the SPY? We can just type it in here. Flip it over. Well, you need the close, right? Really, to well. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of based from the close to the close. There's another uh, way to do it, and that is to go to some of the other dashboards if, if subscribers have access to that. And uh, you can get sort of your on-demand, like what happened today, what's going to happen overnight, what's going to happen the next day. But let's just put in um, for uh, first Friday here, we've got IWM and the SPY. So the first Friday, it looks like uh, Russell is a little bit weaker than the SPY. Okay. So we're expecting 0.38% performance. That would be from the close of today to the close on Friday. It does seem to support this concept that the first Friday of January is a little bit more bullish. Um, and this isn't the first Friday of January that we've had numbers coming out on employment or whatever. Correct. I mean, it's... You know, it, so there is a theme here of maybe how it tends to perform. Um, 
And of course, something could derail it. You know, there's no guarantee. This is only probabilities. We don't have a guarantee that this is going to work out exactly like that. Uh, but, you know, I would I would lean in that direction that uh, seeing how things are behaving today already is part of factoring in tomorrow. So some of the movement might have already occurred. But yeah, I would I would lead on the calendar a little bit more than not. So, so that's why we that's why we put these events here, you know, first trading day, last trading day, first Friday, mid-month seasonality, uh -huh. uh, which is the 9th to the 14th. And the reason for this bump here is pay, yeah. payroll deposits and 401k money. Mm. Same thing with the end of the month generally. Um, but for some reason, January has this eligible mid-month bump all the way into expiration. And then the last period of the month, the last five days and, and so on can be weaker. Um, and maybe that's just because sometimes it gets ahead of itself. Uh, you know, if you look at the overall performance of 0.89, maybe, uh, you know, it just gets ahead of itself in these events and pulls back a little bit, or maybe it's just uh, the forces on January after people have redeployed capital with the wash sale rule. And uh, and then there's that lack of buying near the end of the month, potentially. So could, okay. be, could be reasons. If you see patterns, you always have to say, is there a reason for the pattern? Is there a fundamental reason it exists? And there is generally for mid-month and end-of-the-month seasonality with uh, payroll deposits and 401k money. That's why it occurs generally. Okay. All right, Rob. That's great. Uh, we'll, uh, depending, you got some high winds coming through there tomorrow, right? So I don't yeah, know. So, we'll I mean, we'll, we'll see about our show tomorrow, but uh, I mean, we have generator and all that, so it's fine, but okay. um, you know, touch base in the morning and see if we do a show. But anyway, thanks for having me on here. And then you guys go to mystockodds.com and sign up for free to access this calendar. And if you want other yeah. things, so uh, Grab an appointment with me. I'll show you all kinds of ideas on the web screen or how we use it and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. And if we're uh, if we're going into this prolonged bear market, I mean, you got to be able to make money on both sides of the market, right, Rob? Yeah. One of the things we were talking about with some of the traders today is just you know going back and looking at uh, you know uh, how the whole growth and collapse cycle works in some of these you know big flying names, very crowded spaces, and uh, what generally happens versus just just pull up Pepsi on your screen here. I'll release yeah. the screen for a sec here. I got you. Um, you don't need to. You got it. That's here, the okay. fun part. Just pull, up, just pull up Pepsi monthly chart. Just pull it up monthly. Okay. Monthly. Okay. For like I got you, Bill. Okay, since the ahead. beginning of time, go back to the very That's beginning Pepsi. of the world. There you go. Okay. Eighty-four. So, I have so. So basically, you know, that's an example of a company that makes money that has had acquisitions along, you know, the combined soft drinks and you got to have your Frito-Lay and you got to have all that you stuff together. But nonetheless, right, it uh, it has it pays a dividend and it just earns money and adds to book value, earns money, adds to book value. And, you know, now just put up I don't want to badmouth Tesla, but just put up Tesla, for example, on the monthly. And that's there your you example go. of a growth stock. And the problem, the problem with why these things tend to underperform for most investors is because they have a very long timeline and they don't know when to sell it. When it first starts pulling back, they want to buy more. Mm -hmm. And then they get themselves kind of, you know, what, what you call pot committed, right? 
Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, it doesn't end up working out. A lot of these growth stocks end up having very adverse re- returns compared to the value components that pay dividends and things. I so think it's an important lesson for sure. And I, I think when you look at these charts, that's when you really realize that, yeah, um, time in the market. Yeah, it does make sense, but you got to know what type of stocks you're getting in the market and you're investing to because uh, Tesla can turn up and down just as fast. But when we look at stocks like Pepsi over a long run, they just stare step up. And I think, you know, that- I think I, I think the SPAC example is something that, you know, is fresh in our minds of how many things were created, you know, during the optimum conditions yeah. and uh, how many of those have been canceled. And, and so the bottom line is this. There are more stocks that have been than are. So <laughs> while we think about <laughs> shorting a stock, they can go to infinity and beyond the the actual reality is that many Kodaks, many Kodaks have oh, come and Kodak. gone and they were the da- d- darlings of the Dow at one point. Right. So yeah. just just remember that, that, uh, you know, the growth cycle is is really important to acknowledge. And um, and there's there's been so much fluff uh, over the years. So anyway, I didn't want to take all your time. No, that's you. OK. Thank you, Buzz Lightyear. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> to infinity. This, uh, to infinity. All right, Rob. Get a good night's sleep. We'll see you. Thanks for morning. having me on. Appreciate it, you guys. Yeah, you have a good all right. Take Mitch, care, uh, did we cover? I mean, we had quite a few topics here. Did we? Get, yeah. Did we get to all of them? You want to do some ticker uh, time? We'll do. We'll do a. We'll just do a little quick rundown. Mainly, uh, oil staying up, right? So yeah. keep your eyes yep. on oil, guys. Uh, definitely a nice little bounce back day. Couple highs on XOM. I'm sure. Uh, Joel would kind of look at these levels and just kind of put Ooh, it towards this, 110, like 110, 110 oh 50 in between oh, there. Man. Can we get through there? Three, wow. four, five. T- I see like five or six wow. uh, touches there. So we'll see if we get packed through that. And of course, oil overall, WTI. What did you see in the futures today? That you know, was a little we, bit interesting. We were covering that today. I'll bring up the futures here. And we were covering it. And so many times you see this. And I'll go on to dailies here with crude, the beast. Um, a lot of times, and it's not, you know, people call it double tops, double bottoms. I mean, in this market, you got to give some wiggle room. Uh, look, I mean, this, I mean, can you call this a double top on the upside? 81.18 and 81.50. Well, you got to give yourself some room, especially something in crude. And uh, when we were doing um, the at the close show, uh, or not at the close, this is at the close. Um, <laughs> when we were doing pre-market prep plus, we breached that 72.73 low and we were below it. But I'm like, well, there's no really other support around here. But if there's any any commodity that's going to have intraday reversals. And then I looked at the oil stocks and I looked at ExxonMobil and Chevron and they were just bid they were holding in there um so i think it's one of the times where you had uh the oil stocks um leading the way here got a lot of room on the upside here now uh maybe you'll find a new trading range in crude oil all right and of course uh we can just wrap up with a little tesla talk i know no one's gonna forget tesla today bouncing off that 108 a little bit slightly underneath that but i was looking for it would we come back towards that 108 we did come back really quickly, but I feel like, you know, people are using that as their bogey and it didn't stop them out probably today as it went down really close, went down to a low of 107.16, yep. covering that 108. 
we'll look to see what happens tomorrow. <clears throat> so um, our buddy on Twitter always asked me about um, Tesla. Yeah. Right. So you think it was Tesla this time? And, and yeah. So I like I don't even I don't even look. I see. Okay, he's asking about Tesla again, and I looked, and at that time it was trading right around that one hundred seven fifty area. And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, there's a potential here for a pair of lows in the same area. So if you consider a hundred dollars stock, right, and the you know lows within thirty six cents of each other, you know, maybe you don't buy it at the one hundred seven fifty two on the way down, but it's one of those whoops trades where you know it comes back up through that level. Then you could lean on the low of the day. When it goes mm -hmm. back down through it, what are you doing? So I look at this as not a bad day here for Tesla. Of course, you know, what's going to happen with that jobs number? Uh, actually, we went to 111.75. Um, next, next stopping point on the upside for me would be 13.64. Um, and that was your close from yesterday. So Mitch, Triple D got you. I wish I would have been in. I wish I would have had some intervention on this one because I just wanted. I mean, it doesn't look the same on the spiders because they don't. You know, they don't. They're not open. But yeah. this is the twelfth day of this trading range. I'm gonna be on the fence until we can either breach this thirty-eight hundred or get above thirty-nine hundred. And this is the twelfth day of this trading range. Not an inside day. A win for the bears. Down yeah. 43 and a quarter, uh, but we'll see what happens with that jobs number. So uh, great, great job uh, this afternoon, Mitch. And uh, yeah. I'm going to hop off and we'll be back. Um, we're back tomorrow morning. Eric Kroll's coming on and uh, been pretty quiet for Eric because uh, he covers the IPO market. But uh, yeah. maybe some he's going to look. Maybe we can cone the ditches in some of the IPOs of 2022 and find some nuggets. So everyone have a good night. I'll be back, get another 12 hours sleep. I'll be raring to go tomorrow to call out that jobs number. Have a good night. All right. See you guys tomorrow, team. Don't miss it. Up next, you got some cannabis insider action. Come find out what's going on in cannabis.